Welcome, one and all, console war veterans and civilian noobs, to the 30th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast, as well as our season finale. This week's topic, corporate piracy. We are your hosts, David, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. And our guest host this week, coming back again, Matt Rottenberg. Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast streaming service. You can also support us directly at patreon.com slash green versus blue if you really like us. That's patreon.com slash green vs. blue. And a big shout out to our existing Patreons. If you have a burning question or comment about today's show, please don't hesitate and reach us directly at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's p-s-b-o-x-c-a-s-t at gmail.com. And you can also find us directly on the internet over at... You can find me on Instagram at PlayStationPat or on Twitch and YouTube at VarietyPat. That's V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Dave, what about you? You can find me on YouTube and you hit me up at my gamer tag at SDDog. That's spelled S-double-D-A-W-G. And Matt, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at LonelyCubone. All right, Pat. Let's let's move into today's show. All righty, boys. Let's take it into the first segment of our show, our retroscope segment, which is our weekly segment where we make corrections, if necessary, or follow up on any interesting news from prior weeks. So, hey, yeah, just giving all of our listeners a heads up. We're this is the last episode of the first season run. We're we're gonna go on a little hiatus for a little bit. Yeah, just wanted to reiterate that we're going to regrouping and keep an ear out for us being back one day. Yeah. Dave, uh, any comments? Yeah, I mean, just if you guys want to still reach out to us and see what's going on with us individually, uh, I'm playing, I'm still working on a video on YouTube. I am actually have it most of the way done. I just haven't really got around to finishing it. But uh, yeah, expect some Halo slash Xbox related content on my YouTube channel. And then Pat, I'm assuming you're you have some you know ancillary things here or there, and then uh, yeah, if you want to go follow Matt too, I'm sure Matt has something going on in his life. Right? So much. <laughs> yes, yeah, Zerskis. Yeah, check out uh, Matt and I on Instagram or wherever else. You'll uh, you'll probably be hearing from me soon or seeing me soon. Cool. Here again. All right, Pat. Well, uh, let's talk about games this week. What are we playing? What are we doing? What's going on? Guys. What's happening? Not PlayStation again, but I finished Pokemon Shield very happily. Beat that <laughs> game. It was it was fun. The long haul now will be finishing the Pokedex, but Matt has already offered to assist me on that. So that'll be fun. Do they still do they still have the Elite Four? Is that still a thing or are they do they switch it up like toward the end of the game? They switched it up. So in Sun and Moon, they changed it to like a new type of Elite Four. And it's more just like you face four trainers in like a round robin tournament type thing. And then you win. So there's no like, there's no like Pokey Master (laughs) at the end that you you fight. It's like your your childhood sibling or. Kind (laughs) of. I think in like Sword and Shield, your rival is like. I don't know. I feel like he's more wimpy than any other game, personally. 
Yeah, but so. he catches a legendary, and that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, that's true. Wait, are you talking the rival or the best friend? I'm talking Hop. Yeah. Is that his name? I felt like they kind of combined the like the rivals not as uh he's more of a friend than anything now. Yeah. Kind of like uh in Sapphire Ruby, like that type of rival. Yeah. Whereas where you have like May or whatever. What's her, what's her name? Yeah. Who's like. Hey, look, I have a better Pokemon than you. <laughs> I'm so far ahead of you at this point. And then by the time you get to the end of the game, she's like, why? You're so powerful. Yeah. And like gold and silver, you were literally rivals with a criminal. <laughs> and now it's like your best friends with like. I forgot that one. I played Soul. No, Heart Gold. <laughs> I played Heart Gold. Anywho. But, uh, anywho. Dave, did you play anything? Uh yeah yeah you you know I I play some more Halo. Hey. Just I guess I can give an update since the end of the season. Uh yeah I pretty much have like I think like twenty three million XP to go. I think when we started the podcast it was like like a lot more than that. It was like forty million or something. <laughs> so 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 I did the math and I think I can realistically hit max rank by the fourth of July. So on the fourth of July, everyone just give a big toast to me because you know I'll be having a drink that day. Hey. Just pour one out for the homie. Getting max rank, but uh, yeah. Aside from that, that's all I've been able to really play. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, well, I've been playing a ton of Halo Five with you, actually. I've been. Uh, <gasps> you have that capture the flag, new capture the flag game modes, really sick. Where you all just have swords and just storm the castle. Oh, yeah. so that's what the yeah. GIF you sent me was. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I got like a crazy. Uh, killtacular big kill streak video I, I got like you know almost 200 upvotes on the on the halo subreddit so Ooh. as i was telling you guys kind of a big deal right now so <laughs> um i've also been playing uh, a little more pokemon i started breath of the wild and i am loving it yeah classic feel of a zelda game and it's a little easier at this point in the sense of like you don't have to explore this giant map and kind of guess what you're doing compared to like Ocarina of Time. This one kind of like gives you little sections to explore at a time at the point where I'm in the game, which is makes it easier and a little more fun for me. And uh, I guess last thing for me has been a little more uh, Animal Crossing in the sense of I've watched my girlfriend play <laughs> a little more Animal Crossing in front of me. <laughs> And I guess they have some cool Mario-themed items you can buy right now. So that's pretty cool. And every hour and a half or so, you uh, gain the courage to meekly ask her if you can use your Switch again. Yeah, that and I just <laughs> look over and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll consider this me playing, just watching you. But uh, yeah, some some fun new games in my life right now good stuff i i felt the same way with battlefront 2 trying to get to level 50 that i sorry battlefront 1 on ps4 Mm -hmm. watching my roommate play in the dorms um and that grind to level 50 that i never finished that's a rough grind man (laughs) that game is a rough grind just like would we say it's worse than halo 5 okay no <laughs> it's rough not I'm talking about impossible that's like climbing a little hit like a molehill and compared to climbing mount everest but uh <laughs> yeah no that grind was still pretty bad though for for battlefront well good deal what uh new xbox games do we have this week gentlemen mm, yeah yeah we got some 
we got some on Game Pass. I was talking about games with gold last week, so those are still valid to claim and download. So if you want to know what those are, Google it or just check out our last episode. But on Game Pass this week, we have some sports games and one Star Wars game. So as of right now, you can go pick up Madden NFL 21 on the Series X, S, Xbox One uh, through EA Play, I believe, if you're into microtransactions <laughs> and, uh, and mediocre gameplay. No, no, but for all, in all seriousness, we also have Football Manager 2021 on PC and also on the Series XS and One. Head-to-head this week. Yeah. NBA 2K21 also is through uh, the Series consoles, Xbox One, and on Cloud. And then finally, just to kind of get a palate cleanser from that, we have Star Wars Squadron. So that's through EA Access. So that, that one I'll definitely be looking out for. But uh, no specified date for that one yet. It's just coming in March at some point. But uh, aside from that, we have games leaving Game Pass. That's as of the 15th. So by the time you listen to this, it will be pretty pretty soon here. Alvastia Chronicles on the series consoles, Xbox One and PC. And then we have Astro Astrologaster just on PC. That one's leaving. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night series Xbox One and PC. Kona, series in Xbox One, and then we have The Witcher 3 leaving on those consoles as well. Not The so Witcher. The third one. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, bad stuff for the games leaving, but good stuff for the new games this week. Pat, what do we have over on the PlayStation side of things? A good list this week. Solid amount of games. First up, we got the beloved Farming Simulator series, the latest installment of Harvest Moon. Comes Harvest Moon One World. Then, hey guys, if you're trying to live that El Cajon Lakeside dream life, you can do it digitally this week <laughs> with Monster Jam, Steel Titans 2, and Pro Deer Hunting 2. Both follow-ups, and we know sequel games are better, right guys? Oh yeah, every time. Always. After that... You can live the life of Dave in the puzzle platformer iteration, Sir Lovelot. (laughs) (laughs) And then, hey, Dark Souls for people who don't hate themselves comes Mortal Shell and Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's me, dude. That that game probably relates to me the most. I'm just a mortal shell of a man. (laughs) Uh Oh, that's sad, Dave. Don't just just gro- <laughs> I just get a groan from Pat. Like, oh. hey, um, <laughs> if you want to send Dave some kind notes, um, in in our time you off, some? you can email PS Boxcast, and we'll print them out and pin them to the wall as inspiration. Mortal shell <laughs> <laughs> or Yakuza like a dragon. Anyways, M- Mortal Shell and Yakuza like a dragon. Both coming out fresh on PS5 this week. We haven't really had any PS5 solo games, so that is pretty sweet. And Mortal Shell is sort of a Dark Souls type game for... I think it's a bit easier, so that's good. I It might be pick-upable in my case. Dave, do you want to ring in this last game here? Oh, this game, huh? This game that just happens to be... PlayStation Pass, PlayStation Pick of the Week. Hit me with that second part. Double Barrel Edition. 
Thank you, sir. What does that mean? Well, it means this week we got Neptunia, Virtual Stars, or Neoverse. And you might be saying, what's that all about? Well, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, our listeners out there, you can pick up either one of these games and join some schmexy Japanese anime ladies on a hack and slash or shoot them up adventure in the case of either one of these games. You know, classic RPG customization, whatever. Uh, your, your ladies in your sparse anime drawn suits. Check them out. Dave, what's that been? Tell me what's that been. PlayStation Pass. PlayStation Pick of the Week. Double Barrel Edition. Thank you, sir. King of the Hill. D- dang, I don't even know where that came from. It's crazy. Double Kill. All right, last but not least for this little segment here. PlayStation Plus for March is live, so make sure to pick up and just at least add add to your download list Final Fantasy VII Remake, the French Market, Remnant from the Ashes, and last but not least, Farpoint VR. That's been it. That's been the games this week. Gentlemen, let's move it in to cross-examination. So for listeners old and new, Cross-Examination is a segment where we take big, relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation when they happen to intersect with each other in the gaming world. We then debate, speculate, and create a discussion of our own, which fosters good discourse. Well, let me tell you all a story. Once upon a time, games were pirated by small-time hackers for the benefit of other gamers at the complete aberration of game companies that worked on them two weeks ago however the sinking city got the coveted spot as playstation pats playstation pick of the week but guys the following week just last week we had to follow up and retroscope it that hey buyer beware still there's some funny business going on with the steam version of the game well we know what that funny business is now This week, Sinking City developer Fogwares has come out with a blog post featuring direct evidence that their very own publishing company, Nakin, stole the source code, aka piracy, and uploaded a fundamentally hacked and changed and slightly edited version of the game to Steam for their sole financial benefit going as far as removing Fogware's own logos from the title and startup screens. Uh, You gentlemen know, ladies and gentlemen, be warned. A lawsuit is certainly coming here one day. What do you guys think about this? Let's just jump Mm. on in. Matt, what do you think? First thing I think of is just like, this is criminal. Like, it's one of those things where I think, how do they think they're going to get away with it? I definitely don't know all the ins and outs of this situation, but this is like straight up stealing, copyright infringement, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is the exact same thing they warned us about before movies when we used to go back in the day. (laughs) It's not a victimless crime. No, it's uh, it's definitely not a victimless crime in this case. Uh, It seems like uh, these publishers kind of being a, for lack of a better term. Sure. Seems like, I don't know, it seems like it's so normal from what I've 
at least observed from the games industry in the last few years that like I don't know. I'm sure it's persisted longer than I can remember, but publishers kind of being the big dog and taking the de- the devs under their wing, and it kind of leads to this relationship of like abuse, you know, where the publisher is allowed to do whatever they want because they have the money, therefore they have the power. And uh, I wouldn't doubt that this publisher has a lot of money, but I don't know. It seems like that uh, the Fogware they they own the IP to their you know to their game, right? They they own this, and the publisher doesn't. So this is a very interesting case where the publisher doesn't have the right to just step all over them and take take their stuff. That's what that's at least my initial impressions from it. Well, you would be right, Dave, that Nakin does have some money because they are a publicly traded French company. That's right. Someone owns stock. Many people own stock in a, a company that has not only broken the law, but broken a like moral wall that has been otherwise untouched by major companies as far as is publicly known. They were simply a licensee. Fogwares still owns this game and all the rights to it. It's a crazy criminal situation. I tried to look up any example that was anywhere close to this, and sometimes it happens with small app developers, but nothing like this, and... No major game, not by such a seemingly or supposedly prestigious group as a publicly traded company like Nakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like, from at least from what I've seen before we started the episode or whatever, I watched a, a video on this and on this news, and it seems to me, based off the evidence, that like frog frogwares or fogwares, they have the the receipts for this. They have the receipts for their accusations against Nacon, and Nacon is kind of like saying, nah, 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 they're just disrupting our launch. They're disrupting the platform that the game's on. And they're just saying that, but they don't, they're don't. they not backing it up with anything. So it appears that the publisher is completely in the wrong based off of what's come out so far. It's wild. Now, has your guys' opinion of piracy changed over time to any extent towards towards <sighs> anything? Um, toward movies, it's been different because movies before like streaming stuff, it was a lot, there was a lot more reason to pirate movies because like places like Blockbuster and Best Buy and stuff, they just charge ridiculous amounts for their movies, <laughs> in my opinion. So I feel like there was, I guess I, I, I wouldn't say I agreed with it, but I, I understood why people do it. I would, I don't see why people kind of do it now with streaming services and I don't know how this really pertains to like the company doing piracy and stuff, but I think like the at least like the culture of piracy has changed, and it I don't know maybe it's shifting toward like those who who are in power <laughs> have the piracy because I th- what didn't like cyberpunk cyberpunk source code got stolen from these people from these hackers and they kind of got you know screwed over, so this is kind of like not the first time we've seen something like this. I know it's in a different context, but. No, and that's the interesting part. The culture of it has shifted, um, mm-hmm. sort of. And I think it's less of the mass consumers like pirating stuff. It's more of like people. It's like the 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 interest in pirating something is is to like get monetary gain from it rather than just like, oh, I'm just gonna watch this movie for for free or whatever. I feel like that that the the, the reasoning for it has changed definitely. Sure. Um, and I think for the most part, it usually is 
and at least the perception directly is that it's all about saving money for the consumer so it is sort of monetarily driven and for people stealing the data there's there's also a monetary incentive but more recently and it extends past video gaming i think it's the issues began with video gaming that a lot of games can be simply lost to time whether it's a game like ps3's mag which was online only so when those servers went down the game was functionally useless or what's the one that was just a couple weeks ago the bioware game was it battleborn battleborn thank you yeah like that's more or less lost to time and that's happened with a lot of games i was just reading an article the other day about jay electronica and his first or second album the name of the album escapes me off the top of my head but basically that it was finally released just in 2020 but they didn't have any masters or mixes of it on any hard drives anymore the official release version is a mixtape version that was uploaded on mp3 on some website over a decade ago granted this is a much different piracy situation but the culture of piracy is changing the intent on the piracy is changing naked's move to directly steal it is it's wild and it's unprecedented so i think i was talking with david recently um a little bit about this so piracy and stuff one thing we were talking about earlier today is how nintendo it's hard to find really old nintendo games sometimes because nintendo doesn't always make a remastered or make it easy to find these games on newer consoles like switch so to get some of these games you have to buy the nintendo 64 then you have to go and find this rare Zelda game or Mario game where you're going to have to end up spending 50 plus dollars to find these games just to play this old kind of quality game. Um, Something that I've been seeing a lot more recently is people pirating in a way or reprinting Nintendo 64 games, Pokemon games, stuff for Game Boy and stuff, and then selling them for a cheaper price so they might be selling super smash for n64 on ebay for like 20 bucks rather than finding the original nintendo release for like 50 bucks so it's interesting to see it that way it's kind of helping people relive their childhood without breaking the bank whereas collectors still might want the authentic version a hundred percent yeah. So are we kind of are we kind of saying that piracy is kind of hurting like game preservation? Because what were we talking about with Battleborn again? No, Battleborn was just an example of a game that's lost because, and that's a much newer example. Uh-huh. But there's there's plenty of older games that are lost to time, and I'm sure there's plenty of Flash games that are now just gone forever after Flash player integration was finally shuttered. Mm-hmm just in the last couple of years so but what happened with uh battleborn i'm sorry i didn't even, i didn't catch what happened with that so they just shut down the servers or yeah but the servers were necessary to even play the single player of that game uh, so yeah yeah i guess it kind of like the whole piracy thing does kind of get into the borders of like what does this mean for games being able to 
survive down the road. I think what's a good example. I mean, I guess you could just say from what we're talking about with Nacon and Fogwares, like perhaps they go to court and perhaps none of them can publish the game or something. I don't know. Like something bad happens or then all of a sudden no one can play the game and then there's no real way for people to preserve the game because of legal stuff. So I think that's like a definitely a concern. Yeah, it's a problem of digital ownership. And do we find it okay to have people print or reprint kind of Nintendo 64 as an example games, whereas the company isn't necessarily losing money because they aren't printing it anymore, but it's more so kind of resellers that they're stealing the market from? If there's a demand for it and there's absolutely no way for it to be fulfilled except for illegally, it's like drugs. It's going to happen either way. (laughs) Yeah, the market's gonna be there either way. Nintendo's an interesting example, though, because it is true. Like a lot of people do cling to the physical aspect of Nintendo's games, and sure, you can like just buy an emulator and call it a day, right? But I think there's something to that. And even if if it's like a bootleg version, people are very like purist about it in terms of like piracy. I think it's good. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I think it's I think it's good for for people for the for the people who have always kind of been like anti-authority you know people who want to uh (laughs) preserve these games and preserve the integrity of the game and if nintendo doesn't want to you know print you know mario 64 on nintendo 64 cartridges anymore i'm sure yeah people are going to do that and maybe they'll do it even better than nintendo i don't know (laughs) all right well yeah if you if you have any thoughts about that then uh go ahead and pirate our podcast and (laughs) <laughs> pirate our pirate our email take it over please don't no please don't <laughs> the next don't. week please don't just don't even know your name don't do that come on guys uh all right let's move on to fast fire news we got some more news to get to and a short time to get there so for listeners old and new fast fire news is our weekly news segment where we deliver the headlines to you faster than two friends that can put a weekly podcast together Cue the studio. We usually joke about Harrison Ford, but we're going to give him a break, you know, this week. The guy's like 77 years old, man. Got to give that guy a break. We really harped on him with those airplanes. (laughs) He deserves it. We talked about Harrison Ford like 29 times in a row. So we give him a break. All right. So let's move into the first bit of news, Pat. And you got some stuff. You got some stuff. I got a handful of stuff today. The most ridiculous thing of all time, though, is. As if being the best-selling piece of media of all time wasn't enough, Rockstar has announced that GTA Online Standalone is coming because GTA sales, GTA 5 sales, have completely saturated. No one's buying it anymore, but somehow uh, GTA Online Standalone, maybe taking one step out, will bring more people into that game yeah weird uh so so that you can just download the online separately that's that hasn't been a thing and now it's going to become a thing i believe so that's cool yeah that's crazy how successful gta 5 has been for like an entire generation and and then some and we're still looking for the ps5 version coming out god knows (laughs) when they haven't announced the date but it was the beginning gta 5 was the beginning of the ps5 game showcase 
Mm-hmm. Redonkulous. I'd say, you know, GTA 5 on the new next-gen consoles is kind of like Gandalf. You know, they arrive precisely when they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards never late. How upgrade, how up-res will GTA 5 be on PS6? That's the real question, though. We should have a whole episode about that. But let's move it on. Let's talk about more relevant news in the here and now. Sony reigned some PSVR fans, all us PSVR fans, with a whole bunch of love this last week. And five new PSVR games all announced. First up, After the Fall is a co-op first-person shooter from developer of Arizona Sunshine, one of the first and in itself a very well-received VR shooter. Vertigo Games is bringing some Left 4 Dead vibes to VR. I don't... Dave, were there, like, big zombies in Left 4 Dead or just regular? I can't really remember. I'm sure there were some bigger ones. I know in this new Back 4 Blood game, there's, like, giant zombies confirmed. Yeah, that's what I saw with this upcoming After the Fall game. Some of those, Ooh. some of those Resident Evil style, crazy morph zombies. But hey, next up we got a pretty cool one, a VR MMO action RPG, Zenith, and to my knowledge is the first of the genre on the console. Pretty sweet. Next up, expect you to die too. That's an undercover spy puzzler. If you played expect you to die one it's it's more of the same and if you're wondering what this game is there's a whole nother game to check out but another new one we got fracked and hey skiers be warned there's a double black diamond ahead guys i think fracked is gonna be a yak inducing game for a lot of people frackety frack yakety yak frackety frack yakety yak that's a uh, it's a ski run it's a free running skiing and climbing game and I guess there's some interdimensional jumping and a lot of oozy shots being being blasted out blasted out in that trailer over there. Next up yet another survival horror game but <laughs> you sound pretty enthusiastic about that one. Uh, there's like one every single week, I swear, dude. <laughs> but I guess this one's VR. It's called Song of the Smoke. And it's going more Far Cry Primal. This one's ancient tribal. There's some dinosaurs and other monstrous threats in Song in the Smoke coming up to PlayStation VR at a future date. Last but not least... Doom 3 VR. I mean, that doesn't need a single ounce of explaining. Come in March 29th. If you're if you're so itching for that and you didn't know already, there's a 2017 game called Doom VFR. <laughs> and that stands for virtual effing reality. Uh, ooh, so the F word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're edgy dave you want to take this next story i'll let matt do it matt you know matt's not here every week let's let's have matt do that hey nice 
Take it away, Matt. Next story. <laughs> Epic Games has announced it is ready to buy Fall Guy Ultimate Knockout. Developer Mediatonic. Actually, Epic is buying Mediatonic's parent company. The game publisher, Tonic Games Group. Fall Guy is just another game that has fallen into the belly of the no-face monster that is epic. Ooh. You like that Spirited Away not reference? Good, good. Nice. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute since yeah. I've seen that one. <laughs> love the game. I mean, love the movie. <laughs> the game? <laughs> Spirited There's a Spirited Away game. game. I need to stop the podcast right now to play it. <laughs> That'd be uh, sick. That would be sick. <laughs> I think about it like a beat 'em up hack and slasher, but you go through the levels of the bathhouse. Um, but also <laughs> because you're the main character of Spirited Away, you can't use any weapons, so that makes less sense than <laughs> next story. Very confusing, but pretty. next story starting August 31st, 2021, Sony will discontinue sales and rentals of movies and TV. Directly from the PSN store. Uh, so that means any ver- any purchased video content will still be accessible on PS4 and 5 after those dates, but nothing new. Streaming has officially made it unfeasible for Sony to host direct sales. So yeah, if we could give piraters a bigger excuse, give them another excuse to pirate movies and TV. There's one right there. <laughs> and then in other news, we have, we have <laughs> Anthem is dead yet again, or... Was it ever alive? Anyways, Polygon reports, I think it was like last week. This is kind of old, but still important. Anthem Next was like this rumored next big patch update, big content update for Anthem. They were going to rehaul everything, the progression and all that stuff to make the game more compelling. But unfortunately, after a couple meetings rumored from, I think it was Jason Schreier, big investigative reporter, basically they decided to axe the game. It was either put more money into it or exit and they exit so anthem is dead unfortunately it was dead on arrival and i feel really bad for anyone who kind of stuck with the game and was expecting more but yeah i'm surprised because if there was any company that was like hey we ought to give this one a second chance it's ea (laughs) yeah it's it's weird because it's like they were from the get-go everyone was like telling ea like anthem's gonna not gonna it's it's a dead game. It's a dead game. So I think it was more of the more of the fact that like they wanted to prove everyone wrong. At least from my perception, EA kind of wanted to be like, no, no, Bioware is still a studio we believe in. Blah blah blah. Like no, no, the game is dead. There's no money being made from it. They have a, they're running a business. They're not going to keep pumping money into it. So speaking of live service games that are not doing too hot, Marvel's Avengers basically are making uh, strange changes to the leveling system per rock, paper, shotgun article. Basically, they're making the grind slower because I guess unlocking a ton of stuff at once is con- too confusing, according to the to the devs, saying that people who unlock things, they, they might not catch some of the things they unlocked, and therefore... Oh, my they ridiculous. Would, they would just rather have the grind be slower so you can pay attention to everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, the main one of the main criticisms about the game is that it has the same type of thing as Anthem, where the gameplay is, I think it's more fun than Anthem, but there's still not a lot to do. Like, there's not a big end game. There's not. There's only like a few supervillains to fight, 
in a Marvel's Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just very everyone's very confused, very infuriated, and that's just two of the two of the big ones, I guess. But that caps out fast fire news if you guys don't have anything else to say no i do have something to say because guys you know one of my least favorite parts of a video game is when i get way too many really cool weapons and i'm like uh uh so many uh i hate this too much loot (laughs) there's too much good stuff to use and show off ah yeah, but wait, 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 wait. These guys are having fun in our video game. Okay, okay. We need to tone that down. <laughs> Let's spread the fun out over a longer period of time. <laughs> Instead of it being right. like too much fun, let's just move it into the next segment. <laughs> Matt, you got something special for us in our last segment of the season. So in our last segment, the rotating segment, we are doing a free fire fact finder. It's a fan favorite. The free fire fact finder is a fan favorite. But We have been requested several times to keep pumping out <laughs> free fire fact finders. Just your guys' emails are too surreal though. We are doing a Gatling gun edition. More like no, Gatling wait. Re- read gun. It how- yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, you okay. made that joke, Pat. Did you I make made, that joke? I got, made that got joke? him. Got oh him, my guys. god, got him. Matling gun. I like it. <laughs> Matt, explain to us what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Oh, okay. With the <laughs> questions, I gotcha. So, with this segment, I'm gonna ask you guys a bunch of different questions, video game related, and just give me a quick answer. Doesn't need to be perfect, but uh, hopefully, it's fun. So uh, we'll start off with this. If any video games didn't exist anymore, what would you do? If they just cease to exist? If they cease to exist. Do we still have the knowledge that video games at one point existed or <laughs> they, they just never exist? They just never existed, I oh. guess. I, I'd probably be an astronaut, dude. I probably would have launched a rocket. <laughs> I mean, with myself in it by now. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be like thousands of dollars richer. <laughs> <laughs> probably i don't know Rob. okay what about yeah. if we kept the knowledge how would it how would we what would happen what would we do someone would have to reinvent them so it wouldn't be that far it wouldn't be that long until video games got reinvented again but they're like wait what if they disappear we can't just build a whole industry off of this again but like the engines disappear too it's gonna take years dude what are we gonna do in the meantime well i know what we can do we can go get the Avengers and they'll like kill Thanos and then they'll like build the time machine so that they never, he never snaps out video games out of existence again. We strayed from the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, next question. Uh, next question. Uh, what game have you spent the most number of hours on? RuneScape. Easy. Hmm, interesting. Matt, what about you? You need to answer some of these too. All of my Pokemon games just accumulated Combined. into one. Uh, for me, it's for sure uh, Halo 1, 2, and 3 all put together, whether that be in the Master Chief Collection, which I think I have like 56 hours, or fi- not 56 hours, that's like nothing, 56 days, <laughs> <laughs> and then like not including just like before the Master Chief Collection. So yeah, Halo, hands down. Next question. Next question. What game do you plan on playing next? 
So once you're done with the game you're currently playing, so David, once you're done with Halo, Pat, I guess, once you're done with uh, Pokemon here, what do you plan on playing next? I am looking towards the past because I've been wanting to play L.A. Noir, and besides that, looking towards the future, speaking of Marvel, Iron Man VR. I still haven't really popped that mm. one on play through that one for me little nightmares 2 um i want to go through all the lego games with you matt mm-hmm. uh i want to play i want to play i want to play ori in the blind forest i want to play crackdown 3 go beat the rest of the achievements in that game and a bunch of other games so dang that was fast next question have you ever used a walkthrough to truly get through a game like from start to finish first first playthrough uh not necessarily first playthrough not a hundred percent. Um, I'd say Little Nightmares, the first one, Inside, Limbo, like just to get the achievements, like a lot of the kind of like the indie side-scrolling games, like the ones that involve like a ton of puzzles, because I'm not good at puzzles. On my second playthrough of Persona Four, I tried using a guide so I could platinum the game, but I never completed it because it's like a hundred hours. Has a game storyline ever made you cry? Not a storyline. What's that game called? Not Bastion. The one before it. Oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? Well, Pat's thinking about that. Uh, I've talked about it many times, but Rhyme, the first first time I played through that game, uh, I only really get emotional about movies or games when, like, I'm not expecting to cry. When I know I'm watching a movie, it's like, okay, this is going to be a really heart-wrenching movie then I'll be like kind of prepared for it. But this one, it was like, I was not prepared for that. Uh, And then also with like a movie, like I watched Onward. I got like really emotional at the end of that one because I did not expect the ending. Uh, But yeah, those those two. For me, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts gives me two reasons to cry. Because you waited so long for the last (laughs) game to come out. And because somehow it makes no sense. Yeah, so like the story's good, and then you get to like the last boss, you beat the boss, and it's like this touching scene. And it's like, oh, that's so good. Like, this is the end of an era. Then they're like, in the next seven chapters. It's like, ah, there's the rest of my life. It's like 70 years for the next seven chapters. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't think of the indie game right off the top of my head, and I feel like a fool for it. But I guess I'll share that Attack on Titan and Naruto both uh, brought me to tears, but I've never really been brought to tears by a game. Yeah, I feel you. Naruto, the end of Naruto. The part when the rangers in Attack on Titan go over the wall Mm. before they have that big battle with the Beast Titan. Yeah. And yep. it's the it's the first time that the villagers like come out and wish them good luck ever. I yeah, that was a crazy powerful. One. Next question. Next question. Uh, what is the game you've spent the most money on? Like in game or just buying the physical version? Uh, either Halo Five, just because I've been buying I like XP boosts to get to max rank, and then probably PUBG. In terms of like just straight up cosmetics. 
either my RuneScape subscription for years, which sadly I got my account banned, so I haven't played it in years now, and I feel I really, really regret that. Why did you get banned? Because I was using a bot for a little bit, and then... Oh! Ooh. We gotta put an audible, like, audience groan in there. Yeah, I was, like, using it to farm wood or whatever in the game. And at that point, I was like, eh, I don't care if I get banned or not. And here, years later, I'm like, no, that's one of my biggest gaming <laughs> regrets doing that. <laughs> RuneScape? Or Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. That's or buying Ratchet and Clank and every version of that. I think Pokemon Go and Overwatch for me. Lots lots of skins. Overwatch, I just wanted to complete all... Yeah, I wanted to get all the skins. And so I'd play a ton. But then you can spend like 40 bucks and pretty much get every single one. Huh. Uh, next question. Who do you pick in Super Smash? As your fighter. Who's your main? Yep. I haven't played Super Smash in years, so this probably won't matter. I'm a Kirby main. Okay. One of my other friends is too. Dave, how do you just not have a main? I I do. I just haven't played. I haven't played since like Brawl, dude. Main? Uh, is it a... Who was my main? Uh, back, like, back when I was like religiously playing Super Smash, it was like uh, Young Link, Fox, oh, okay. or, Do- or Dr. One Mario. One of those Young Link guys. Nice. Yeah. yeah, or Doctor Mario, I got pretty pretty dang good with. I'm not gonna lie. I was any version of Link, so Young Link, Toon Link, whatever, normal Link, or uh, Fox. I also loved Lil Mac. Okay. Uh, I um, would say Ike, Meta Knight, and Wario were my next top ooh, next three. Not, not easy characters to to master. <laughs> Yeah. Next question. Are there any video games that you're really bad at but still maybe enjoy? Any of the first person shooter games? Mm. Mm, bad at. <laughs> Dave's like, I'm good at all. I'm like, <laughs> oh God. No, no. I. What games am I bad at? Like, really bad at. Because um, I'm like pretty mediocre at a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. I don't know. I'm bad at puzzle games. I'm like bad. At, I'm bad at like RPGs. I'm not bad at any video games when it really comes down to it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good at like figuring out um, like really in depth RPGs. I'm pretty dumb when it comes to that. Huh. So I'd say those, but I still enjoy playing them. Sure. In uh, at least a good amount of them, you don't have to. You can be pretty surface level and enjoy them. Yeah. But when it comes to stats and stuff, that's where you lose me. It's like, all right, I'm just... When it comes down to, like, Pokemon... I guess Pokemon's a good one where it's like, yeah. all right, I don't I don't really want to get that in-depth with it. So um, I just don't care when it comes to, like, breeding. So I don't... Yeah. Move on. New, new question. What is the worst game, in your opinion, of all time? Huh. Well, I haven't played the ones that people say are the worst games. Yeah, but, like, one you've personally played. Oh, for whatever reason. Could be a good game, but like, you're like, I hated it. Call of Duty 3 on the Wii. <laughs> or Call of Duty yeah. Black Ops Declassified on the PlayStation Vita. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it has to. I would say it probably has to be one of the Call of Duty games because we did an episode, you know, about our worst games, and we I put them for worse for different reasons, but like all around bad, like mechanics, everything. I I'd say I didn't. I really hated uh, Ghost. I did not like Call of yeah. Duty Ghost. Oh, I was thinking Ghost. Go ahead, Pat. I was gonna say lastly, uh, controversial take. Never enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog in any capacity, except maybe the cartoon. Huh. <gasps> Interesting. That's fair. I haven't played a Sonic yeah, game in it's been a long time since I played one. I played a uh, Shadow actually. Beat that game on GameCube. That was a fun I've one. never got the appeal whatsoever. I personally hated Ghosts, but uh, my least favorite game of all time, Bleeding Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Just horrible, man. Horrible. Just never enjoyed a minute of it <laughs> my my i like that game because i enjoyed watching matt just suffer when you played it <laughs> it seems like they honestly paid you to like play that game and you're like i love it with like a tear that one out. i only had to endure for a couple weeks just to get that gamer score but yeah if it was just something that you had to like grind and grind and grind to get the gamer score i'd say like yeah that was probably the worst game so guys last question what has been your favorite moment and memory <laughs> Of season one, it is a difficult question. Um, that's yeah, that's hard because it. It's the funny thing is like with episodes, I'll go back and I'll I'll, I'll listen to some of them just for funsies, and I'll be like, I don't even remember saying that, but that was like really funny. So it's hard to remember everything. Uh, I got a couple thing, a couple notable ones that just stick yeah. with me. Um, I felt like. A, the Gilgamesh was the pinnacle of it, but there was another <laughs> one early on that it's like people weren't reporting and still aren't reporting some of these things, or at least there's not too many articles. And you're going to hear more about Gilgamesh one day, but I felt really uh, good about that, and I think we've had some really great stories. <laughs> Pat, just quickly re- refresh me. Because I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, like 100%. But Epic Games is making that Gilgamesh movie in Unreal Engine. Okay. Um, no, but we had some good. I we had a lot of good fun times um, planning the show, and we late wasted a lot of time looking at cameos, celebrities, and <laughs> having some uh, good laughs about who could have presented the intros for the segments of the shows. I wish we could we could have afforded Snoop Dogg, especially with like his latest Snoop Dogg episode with gaming. Hey, who knows? Like maybe maybe season 2 somebody might be there. Snoop Dogg. It could be Snoop Dogg. Uh, I'd say my favorite was maybe maybe doing like just the giveaways and stuff. Like that was really fun cuz I felt like people were really tuning in and like, I felt like it, it was just our work was really being rewarded in terms of like praise. So I think like, I think we worked really hard on, on those episodes and trying to be creative and get, get our, our name out. And we're still doing that obviously, but um, I think just like kind of doing that, like just, you know, the, the act of like putting in the work and then like the feel like the, the seeing the reactions online and kind of, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's a moment, but you know, yeah. Let's say like joking about Harrison Ford every week. That. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, just planning the show and like that. That's the that's the fun part is just 
getting like, oh, what, what's what's an idea for this episode this week? Well, I hope it's been as fun for the listeners as it has been for me. I got one really quick, if that's okay. Oh, man, it's going to ruin it. <laughs> what up? So I drive around for work, and it's awesome to hear you guys every Monday or Tuesday or whenever I get around to listening. And just hearing you guys talk and have a fun time, that's been really cool. To hear you guys for 30 weeks straight, just uh, share your opinions and feelings and news, and just kind of be there while I'm driving around for work. So, uh, yeah, good good time. Thanks for the kind words, Matt. Well, should we close out this episode in this season one? Let's close it out. That's it. We've been your host, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel, and Matthew Rottenberg. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast service. You can directly support us by heading over to patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Hit us up there, especially if you want to see Snoop Dogg singing our praises. <laughs> and again, you can find our individual socials directly at... You can find me on YouTube and Twitch at Variety Pat. That's V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Dave? Yep. Uh, again, if you want to stay in touch, uh, hit me up on YouTube at SD Dog. We'll be posting more uh, Halo content there, especially as we get more closer toward release of Halo Infinite. And uh, hit up my gamertag if you want to play some Halo SD Dog. That's it. Matt, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at LonelyCubone. All right. And remember, if you have a burning question or comment about today's show, or if you have anything else to say about the podcast, please hit our direct line at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, keep an ear out for next season. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.